0: Season 1, episode 24, Pete Kingman, Bible Story Evangelism, 1 Timothy 6, 6 6-10. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. This uh, passage I chose because uh, I retired a year and a half ago. And uh, I remember my dad retired when I was 13 Twelve, I think I guess 12 and um, I remember our first house after retirement it was a, it was a very nice house but at the same time he went and bought a uh, dish a washing machine at Trash and Treasure and uh, for 10 bucks it's really nice house and we've got a dishwasher a, a laundry wash a washer and dryer from Trash and Treasure for 10 bucks. I don't know what the dryer cost, but I, I learned a, a, an electrical engineering uh, lesson there. My dad had built a uh, a little bike place that I could put my front tire in, I guess, and not scratch his car. And uh, so I was parking my bike there, and and uh, it was my we hadn't been there very long at this point couple of weeks, I guess, in a new house, and I was parking the bike, and suddenly I was being electrocuted, and uh, which our body runs on electricity, uh, probably very low voltage and low amperage, but uh, that's why a stun gun works. Anyway, I was stunned, and uh, I had my hand under the seat of the bike, which was metal under the, the seat, and my hand on the hand grip, and I just... my. You know, it's not like we become magnetized. I thought there was some crazy thing like that. But our body just doesn't respond. My body's saying let go, but I'm just shaking on this, standing next to my bike and out of control. My body's not responding. It's being overloaded with this electricity. But fortunately, gravity took over, and I fell backwards and pulled the, because I couldn't let go, pulled the the bike out from where it was in contact with the, uh, the uh, washer and the thing was it wasn't grounded it uh, had a short somewhere in it and it was grounded through the through the body of the washer and uh, I can remember my mom was not very happy with my dad when I walked into the from the garage into the house and it was kind of into the kitchen family room and uh, I don't know if I had made any noise out there or not but my mom was concerned and uh, when she when she said Dan it, with a certain tone in her voice, I knew my dad was in trouble. But anyway, he uh, he loaded that up. Uh, I think the next time I came home from school, that, that was uh, the wash, we had a brand new washing machine. But uh, my dad was, you, know, you retire and you, you go from one salary to another. And mine was, with the loss of Barb, uh, six and a half years ago, uh, that that cut my salary in half, and I was freaking out about that. And now my retirement's cut cut it in half again. So, half of a half is a quarter. But I'm doing fine, and I, I 401k and that kind of thing. So, I'm 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 fine. And uh, want to leave my leave something for a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. You can look that one up. But um, my parents definitely did for me, and for my siblings and uh, that that was a possible because of their grandparents, or their parents, my grandparents on both sides. Anyway, um, so here I was uh, retired, and I'm um, started memorizing verses. Uh, I can't even remember how long. Well, over about a year and a half now, 400 and something days, 480 days, 71 weeks. It tells me when I look at it every. If I if I scroll down to where it gives me that information, or it pops up, and I can't remember. Anyway, I just uh, I know what, we we did another verse from uh, First Timothy. It was um, I exhort you therefore first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for all that are for kings and for all that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceful life. So we're with the uh, same First Timothy, but I thought. In these podcasts, it wouldn't hurt to follow um, Charles Ryrie's advice. Uh, give them an introduction. Don't you don't have to you know find somebody that's done a good job and just read that, and then teach it verse by verse. So I'm going to uh, read the introduction to First Timothy again because I just find it helpful to to understand what's going on. And, and like for example, that this what I'm what the verse I read you. Uh, Today's verse, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out, and having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Um, Let us be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, Some which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That um, verse was written uh, in uh, section 5, according to C.I. Schofield, the work of the good ministers. So he's talking to to pastors. He's talking to leaders in the church. And I wouldn't know that without Schofield uh, giving me that information. So, And that's his opinion. And there's you know some extra biblical stuff here but uh, you know outside the scripture but it, it, it seems if you read it carefully I think he did a good job of creating a study bible that was came to me highly recommended 48 years ago and it's the only one I've ever used so I mean I have NIV bibles I have other bibles but anyway okay the apostle Paul writing to Timothy we know that from uh Chapter one, verse one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God. That's not in the book of Hebrews. It's in the other books, the thirteen other books that Paul wrote. And uh, since it doesn't say I, Paul, wrote the book of Hebrews, that brings it in question. And I think it was one of the the New Testament writers, uh, one of the eight, or or maybe if it wasn't, then then there were nine different New Testament writers. Anyway. Uh, the date of the epistle turns on the question of the two imprisonments of the Apostle Paul. If there, were, if there were two, then it is clear 1 Timothy was written during the interval. If Paul endured but one Roman imprisonment, so two Roman imprisonments, is that the question here? Uh, anyway, again, this is just not important. Uh, two imprisonments and the epistle were written shortly before Paul's last journey to Jerusalem, where the Ephesian elders said, don't go, and he said, none of these things move me, neither count on my life, dear unto myself, that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I received, the Lord Jesus Christ, to testify the gospel, the grace of God, uh, that I might finish my course with joy. And uh, that, that sure meant a lot to me after Barb died. I was not happy for about three years until my accident, and then I was I guess I was happy to, I just, you know, was kind of glad she wasn't there to have to take care of me. And I'll see her again. I don't know. I just, uh, I tell people my life was like a broken record and God tapped the record and got me over the I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad. And now I get to listen to the rest of my song. Like I told you, when I tell people that and I put my fist out, I always get a fist. I've never been turned down for a fist bump on that. But I don't do it with everybody I tell it to. So, anyway. Um, so we're talking about Paul's imprisonments here. Um, okay, at first, apostles regulated uh, the um, okay uh, th- the theme. As churches of Christ increased in number, the question of church order and soundness in faith and of discipline became important. At first, the apostles regulated these things directly, but as the approaching end of the apostolic Age apostolic period made it necessary that a clear revelation should be made for the guidance of the churches, such as how do you choose elders, stuff that's in first and second Timothy, Titus um, and others. Such a revelation is first Timothy and Titus. The key phrase of this epistle that thou may mayest know how thou oughtest to act, behave thyself in the house of god um again that's Schofield's words I might, I might have said in in the church rather than the house of god because we're the house of god know you not that your body is a temple of the holy spirit i don't have to agree with Schofield. i really don't i have to agree with the bible if i if i don't understand something in a verse of the bible then the problem is that the onus is on me to study, to show myself approved unto God a word and it needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But but in Schofield's notes, if, I don't have to understand anything. I just find him helpful. I think uh, Charles Ryrie was on to something when he said this is a good way to teach. And so it's the way I've taught for, for many years now. Well, I didn't hear that maybe ten years ago I heard Charles Ryrie. But anyway, I, I've added this to my repertoire. Well, uh, well, had it been if the churches had been had neither added nor taken away from the divine order uh, through the through the two thousand years of churches, if they'd have just followed the Bible, it might have been a better idea. Uh, legality and unsound. Okay, uh, there. The divisions are five. The first division is legality and unsound doctrine rebuked. Uh, division number two, which is chapter two. The elders and deacons, are. the selection is uh, talked about how to do it, or the qualifications for a deacon. Uh, section 4 is uh, chapter 4, the walk of the good minister. And this is kind of part of it. Uh, f- section 5, which is chapters 5 and 6, the work of the good minister. So now that i said that, um, this memory verse falls, my, this is my memory verse, uh, First uh, Timothy six six through ten uh, falls under the category of the work of a good minister of Jesus Christ. Again, if you're on your own and you need you know you need some help, uh, I recommend personally I recommend uh, C. I. Schofield's Old Schofield Bible. But uh, you know, again, people make fun of me sometimes. They say, "Oh, you're you know you." You're a disciple of Schofield. I'm not a disciple of Schofield. Decide for yourself, I'm a disciple of Schofield. I, I didn't tell you anything that that has any really super importance. It just gave me an outline for a man who uh, dedicated his life to, to study the Bible. And I don't have that much life left to, to be able to do that. So I'm gonna do it because a great man recommended it and I'm gonna follow that. Um, but godliness with contentment is great gain. So here I was retired, making a quarter of what I had before, not sure. Uh, you know, I just can see why my dad bought a $10 washing machine. Uh, not a dishwasher, but a clothes washing machine. Anyway, but godliness with contentment is great gain. So, you know, I've, I just wonder, I, I really do believe that it's true that, you know, uh, what it says in Ecclesiastes, uh, over and over again look up the phrase under the sun in ecclesiastes and if you've ever spent any time in that book you'll find that that all is vanity under the sun well godliness is under the sun that's true but god is not under the sun he's in heaven so if you if you only live for this world i think you're going to be disappointed if your life revolves around pleasure leaving a legacy, building wealth, even having children, among other things included in labor under the sun, is vanity or meaningless. So, um, so I don't think you'll see anything here that is necessarily, well, we'll see. Uh, some of it might be. But, but godliness with contentment is great gain. So you want to be rich? Do what's right. And be content. And he's going to get a little specific in, in about and uh, in, in how to be content, I think. Um, yeah, in verse 8. Verse 7. But we brought nothing into this world. And that's, you know, just kind of a rhetorical kind of a statement there. Of course we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. And most of us know that. Um, verse 8. And here's here's... Godliness with contentment. Godliness, I think, is loving your neighbor as yourself and loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, loving your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others you'd have them do unto you. These are not in the Ten Commandments. These are, these are overriding principles that, that the, the, the laws are built on this kind of behavior. The first four deal with our relationship with God. That's not under the sun. Uh, one God, no idols keep his name holy, keep the Sabbath. Those were and are heavenly related In pictures of what uh, Moses saw in heaven when he was 40 days and 40 nights with the Lord on Mount Sinai and came down and built a tabernacle or had the tabernacle built, etc. Okay, <clears throat> having food and raiment there be with content... So if you're listening to this during the tribulation, uh, you know, you're going to have to get some food and you got to have some good clothes. You know, Paul said, send my coat to me. He was in prison. He needed a coat. You know, this, this is the way Jesus lived for three years. Food and raiment. He said he had no place to lay his head. Now, I know he got in, you know, people's homes and things like that, but most of it was pretty much under the stars and under the sun. But um, food and raiment, there would be content you know and i i just you know i think that's why we're supposed to give thanks for our food because it's uh half of being content and having some some serviceable clothing not bad but by, by the way that describes being in the army in the field all you had was your food so what you could carry on your back and uh it was uh pretty lightweight existence in the light infantry and and uh and we were Good times. Very good times. Nine days would fly by. Uh, Anyway. Um, I was only in for training. So there you go. Um, But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare or a trap. But they that will be rich, you know, how much is enough? Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts. They're just one disappointment after another, I guess. I don't know. Um, Which drown men in destruction and perdition. Doesn't sound good to me to be drowned in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Um... That's what it says here. So love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind, love your neighbors yourself. those that's where our love should be directed. And, and and how much do you have to hate somebody not to share the gospel with them? If you know Christ and you don't share it, that's not a loving thing to do, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. You know, they found out that, that everything under the sun is vanity and they, got, they had nothing else. So, this is like the first one of these podcasts where I haven't been talking about John 3.16 or Ephesians two eight nine, and 9. But uh, this is for the believer. In fact, it's according to C.I. Schofield, it's for the, uh, the leadership of the church but i think you know leadership means you know you're leading them in the way they should live and um anyway um i'm not saying i do this perfectly or i don't worry about this that and the other thing but um i don't i i know that there is i try to be content and i went i went to physical therapy today uh, since my motorcycle accident was 3 years ago and i'm still walking with a profound limp pronounced limp and um but i i went to physical therapy today and and uh, my physical therapist who i've known for 3 years said how you doing i said I, I i so good i can't even it's it's not right for me to be so happy um but uh, kind of like uh the christmas carol <laughs> when Ebenezer Scrooge was happy, you know, at the end of it. He said, I don't have any right to be so happy, but that's the way I felt. And um, I was so sad for so long after Barb died. And now I'm just really enjoying what I do, putting putting a letter out every day, communicating with my sister about that, my sisters, um, just uh, trying to clean up my mess every day a little bit, put away my clutter, because I kind of had to move 31 years of stuff from my classroom into my home, and I still haven't got it squared away. And my handicap, uh, I'm going to blame that for for some lost time on that end, but I'm working at that every day, Uh, making this podcast, which, surprise, surprise, I, I don't put a lot of time in preparation, unless you count the hour I spend every day memorizing verses, then I guess you could count that. But, um... Anyway, and maybe it's, you know, hopefully it's uh, something that people will get something out. Verse 11 here, just uh, I'm reading what, what I haven't memorized. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses." So, you know, that's not going to be vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Fight the good faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. You know, if, if, if we live our lives this way, and we're content with godliness, well, no, godliness and contentment. We we're con- we think we're rich when we when we do what's right, and we're content with what we have, being content with food and raiment, with food and clothing. I've always thought, God, I need a, I need a roof over my head, but you know maybe I don't. But Paul talks. I mean, the Bible talks about uh, dwellings and things like that, and so even in Psalm ninety-one. There shall no plague come nigh thy dwelling. So uh, the Lord is looking out over us. And, and uh, I learned at jungle school in Panama that that uh, the shelter is one of the one of the basic necessities, even in jungle. But uh, you can get kind of cold uh, with all that rain all the time. But anyway, um, definitely in Alaska. I also went to Northern Warfare School at Fort Rain White. Right, right at the Arctic Circle, so that lived lived on a glacier for a little while, a lot of fun, but um, but we had food and clothing, and we also had a tent, and we had a gas stove, so we we were doing great. But uh, okay, well I'm digressing, and I'm going to say adios, which means to God, and I'm going to say via Dios, go with God.